Remember the passion you felt doing that particular thing you always loved to do when you were a kid? Whether it was to laugh or to love or to explore, to play or create. Those passions weren't just you being a kid. They were gifts of clarity. They're the desires of your heart authentically expressed. Hi, I'm Courtney Cole, and this is the Love Freak Podcast, where we remember who we really are and what we've come to this planet to create. It's here we make a choice, love or fear. It's here we choose to vibrationally realign ourselves with the truth of our essence, love. 528 hertz, the love frequency, which therefore allows us to realign with conscious healing, authenticity, and creativity. Don't freak out. This is your true nature. Hey guys, welcome back to the Love Freak Podcast. I am still on a high thinking about all the knowledge that Dean Schleck laid on us last week. I don't know about you, but holy cow. I really hope that you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Having him on here was such an incredible honor. Just having him help us differentiate that ego voice from the soul voice. You know, the ego lets us experience this world around us in our own unique way, which is awesome, right? You know, it creates a safety parachute in a sense for us that provides us some sort of stability and clarity in this experience that we're living. But I don't know, guys. I don't know about you. The life that I am truly striving and seeking to live is a life that really appreciates that parachute, obviously, because I don't want to splat on the ground, right? But to learn to trust the guidance of my soul, my inner wisdom, the God voice in me, so much that I only have to pull that parachute to guide me to safety when I need it, when it's useful. And that's that merging of the ego and the soul that Dean was talking about, not relying on the ego wholeheartedly to define us, but using it as a part, a part of us, and letting the soul do the majority of the work. This is where we find that freedom and that clarity, and that fulfillment. This is where we can create an authentic, intentional experience. My guest today is a guy who does this beautifully, in my opinion. Um, He inspires me constantly by his heart, his drive, and his ability to trust that God voice within himself, that intuition, and create from his soul purpose. His name is Forrest Whitehead, and he is a Grammy-nominated songwriter-producer in Nashville. He's had several hits that I'm sure you'd recognize. Uh, He's produced and co-wrote several songs on Kelsey Ballerini's now platinum Grammy-nominated debut album, The First Time, as well as he wrote songs for her second album, Unapologetically, and continues to do incredible things as he just started a new platform called the Music City Playbook, which you should all follow on Instagram, where he's encouraging aspiring songwriters, artists, and producers, and uh, as well as established songwriters, artists, and producers to further their career with some incredibly valuable information that he's been learning and gathering over the years. And his heart is just through the roof. He is 
got so much passion and energy. So what an incredible honor to have you with us today, Forrest. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I have, a, sorry, there's a lag. I, uh, I have a lot of, uh, you know, I'm so into what you're doing with the Love Freak and I feel like it's uh, good that we can have conversations about, you know, just about kind of like the core values of things rather than the accolades of things. Cause it really does start, you know, when you're a kid and what you love and kind of like before you start overthinking everything, what you're passionate about. I feel like if you can kind of channel that throughout your life, it makes a big difference, you know? Absolutely. I think about that a lot. You know, when we were born, we had this innate passion that really kind of defines the trajectories of our lives. You know, I ask in the intro of this podcast, remember the passions you felt when you were a kid. Those aren't, those passions aren't just you being a kid. They're true gifts of clarity. You know, they really help us understand what our true purpose is on this earth. And, you know, I remember when I was a kid, all I wanted to do was create and, and share what I created. And that hasn't changed to this day. And, and when I don't do that, I don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, does, does it feel like that's been the same for you? Or like, tell me, tell me how you were as a kid. Well, I was a frustrated creative. So like, I, I, I meaning like I, I played a lot in church growing up and I played in rock bands or Christian rock bands or worship bands, whatever, just anything that I could do to be involved with music. So like we were rehearsing throughout the week and, you know, traveling uh, two or three hours to play at church uh, on the weekend sometimes. And and so I was just busy with music all the time from such a young age, but I was also frustrated with it because I thought, you know, I was, I didn't know what the path looked like. I knew I needed to be on it, but I never felt satisfied necessarily in what I was doing because, um, I, I traveled enough to know that like, you know, really my passion with music is creating it on a laptop or computer and letting it kind of live on forever in a record or an MP3. That's what I'm more passionate about than the actual travel part play live. And uh, I kind of always thought that, well, I'm a guitar player. I'm a background singer. That's what I need to do. And, but the moment I kind of like came into realizing like, well, I can invest my talent in a different kind of way. It makes me, I feel like more happy whenever, it, you know, something lives on, on a record. It's kind of like taking a picture or a video of something, mm-hmm. you know, you're creating content that you can relive um, versus where I know a lot of my, my friends really love playing live. They love traveling. They love the shows. They love that energy. Um, and so it took me a while to kind of zone into what I was passionate about in music, you know, but at the same time, it's been that way since I was a kid. I would be locked in my bedroom playing my guitar totally fine not seeing another human for three days at a time like I I was just obsessed with it and in my little town I was kind of like I felt weird how much I was obsessed with music you know because none of my friends or none of my buddies like took it that serious or like I couldn't tell them that I was listening to Taylor Swift or Shania Twain or anything like that you know it was just one of those things where like you know you're just passionate about it and you don't know why you just are obsessed with it so I was just I would learn all the records and and um you know I'm learning these country records and then uh, I would go off and, and and try to play um the, these different church um worship services and I love being able to express that way and give back my gift in that way but it never felt I never got it dialed in to what really fulfilled me until I started making records so wow. once I transferred my talent from live to in the studio I was like this is it this is what I love 
you so know, there was there was definitely a progression in you kind of honing in on exactly what it was, like how you like to create your art. What I want to go back even further. What made you what was the progression to make you actually pick up a guitar and say, this is this is what I love to do? It was simply there was a guitar at, at my grandma's house that was probably missing a couple strings and it was up on a shelf and I just pulled it down one day. It was out of tune. I just started playing it and I was I made up something that like ha, like harmonically made sense, but the guitar was not in tune. I didn't know how to tune a guitar or anything, but immediately, you know, I was just messing with that top string and started playing with it and brought it home that night and I was like, man, that's that's pretty cool, you know, and then just day by day, just it, it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I did start on drum lessons. My mom took me to drum lessons like when I was 10 or 11, but I've, I, I wanted to be able to write a song. I want to be able to musically do something. So I'm glad I started on drums because it kind of made me uh, have the core of rhythm and everything that by the time I picked up a guitar, I didn't know what I was doing, but it kind of made sense. And so it helped me progress a little bit further. So simply by seeing it on a shelf at my grandma's house one evening is the only reason I picked it up. It wasn't like, you know, any other reason. Did your, did your mom or dad ever, did they ever notice that you loved music at an early age and like, Oh yeah, we need to get him in drum lessons or we need to do this. Like, did they see that in you or they, was that just kind of like by chance? My mom and my grandma, like um, my grandma bought me my first like keyboard, um, guitar and you know most of it came from Walmart you know the first act drums and they had like a mark II guitar that I had and but she you know at come Christmas time she was always getting me musical instruments at a young age um, so I would I would just kind of be ear taught and really obsess about learning different chord patterns or shapes on the keyboard and uh, my mom is the one that got me involved in church literally like I was 12 or 13 years old and they needed a drummer at the adult service of the church that we were going to, like the, the main worship service, not the youth. So she approached, she said, well, my son plays drums, you know, he could play up here, you know, and usually someone my age would be playing in the youth, but whatever she said, Amazing. convinced them to allow me to play, start playing drums at the church service. So that was my first introduction of like being a part of a group and learning theory and learning how to play with others from a very young age was I was playing in church. Um, so that was every Wednesday, Sunday morning thing. So that kept me pretty involved of, you know, working with the different musicians that came in and out the church. I, I, I learned a lot really quick just because weekly I was learning new songs and, and going to worship practice and, you know, just heavily involved at a very young age. I love the church for that reason and how, you know, a lot of musicians start there. They cultivate such an awesome space for you to learn and you know it's a place where you really realize how much music has the ability to make you feel there's so much energy in that music you know i remember that for me at least you know it's just such a place where i really learned to use my voice for such a higher purpose and you know i found such passion in, in leading people into a deeper part of themselves and yep. you know into something greater in such an honest and passionate way. So yeah, I, I definitely love the church for, for that reason, for sure. So talk about your journey then from, from you're from Louisiana, just like me. We're right. ass. I love it. Right. <laughs> well, y'all don't claim me. I'm, I'm North Louisiana. 
Uh, most of the time I go to South Louisiana, they're like, you know, oh, you're, you're pretty much Texas because I'm north of Shreveport. So, right. I mean, Texas well, I was, and Arkansas. I was born in Shreveport. Cool. That's right. Well, That's right. I forgot. But then you grew up in New Orleans area or um, yeah. uh, what, what, what's the name of your hometown again? Mandeville. Mandeville. That's right. T yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so tiny anymore. It's actually pretty big. But yeah, so we're, we we got that that Louisiana gene, that good Southern, yeah, yeah, Southern yeah. vibe we, going on. We know where yeah. they cook the good food at. That's for sure. Oh, I know. <laughs> I had some I had some crawfish in California the other day. It just wasn't the same. Um, oh no. <laughs> but what what made you decide that music was was so important to you? that this, this ability to create was so important to you that you wanted to actually pick up everything that you knew and move to Nashville? Well, I feel like most of those kind of decisions as your decision to move to Nashville or move to LA or to pick up and leave your hometown, these decisions aren't made by us. I don't feel like, I feel like it's the Holy Spirit through us and our calling on our life of, of something that we're just walking out. Um, and somehow we're bold enough to make that decision without knowing anybody, without knowing how anything's going to work out. Something within us pushes us through those, that insecurity, uh, to see it through. And so that being said, I was just in high school. I remember a meeting with my counselor. They were trying to fill out these college paperwork and I was in the middle of trying to make all these decisions and I was at home at my parents house in Blanchard Louisiana nobody was home I just remember being in the living room and you know I felt something just dropped in my spirit like just as clear as day it's just you're going to move to Nashville it was period you are going to move to Nashville period and like I was probably a sophomore and um you know it was just that simple. I had no plan. I wasn't connected to the internet. I barely had an email address. It's not like I consumed a lot of, a lot of content to know what it was going on in Nashville or anything. It was just such a blind faith of you're going to go to Nashville. And I, I'm, whenever I came here, you know, I, like I said, I had no plan. I just showed up with my guitar and kind of bounced around from different opportunities. Um, and, you know, kind of fell into what I'm doing now, but it's not like I came here to Nashville to say, I'm going to go be a producer or songwriter. It was just simply like, I feel my heart calling there. You know, I feel the Holy Spirit pulling me to there. And honestly, you know, it's been an amazing journey, I feel like, because there, there's been a certain um, protection, I feel like, over, over my career and the steps that I've made because of you following that passion. Um, and and, and there's, there's a lot of decisions that I've made in my career that, that, you know, are totally those gut instinct things. And we have to believe that those are, that that's the Holy spirit. So for me, there was nothing other than just walking out what we're on here talking about, walking out that passion, that gut feeling nudge of do this, go to this place tonight, talk to this person, um, you know, build a relationship with this person. This is where you need to sign your deal. Like all these gut feeling nudges uh, build your path. Of, of what your experience is, of your reality. And I feel like the more in tune you are with genuinely what makes you happy, like it's a much easier journey than whenever you're meeting resistance all the time. Something feels off, something's missing, you know? Um, and, you know, I, it's been really important to me lately just to take advantage of every inch of, 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 of every moment of life. I, I would say every second of life. That's what I should say. 
every second of every day just because you should love what you do. You should give away your gift. And when you do that and you help people, um, the world around you does change. So mm. I struggled a lot whenever I moved to Nashville because I, I, I had to kind of come into that. I was like, well, this needs to happen. And I want to be this artist and I need to sing these demos. And, you know, I want to be able to, I want to, my demos sound like Shane McNally. So I can, you know, I want to have that brand on my demos to where they know my voice and like all this stuff that I struggled with trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole, you know, and until I kind of just chilled out and came back in, came back into myself of like, no, but this is what you love. This is what you're talented at. This is your edge. Like then I started to have success. So I feel like, being frustrated at an early age and being creatively frustrated at an early age when I moved here, I kind of went through the trenches. I feel like early enough to kind of come to that creative thing of like, but this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm passionate about that. Forget the other stuff. I'm going to come off the road. I'm not going to play live anymore. Um, I mean, I could have made a whole career, honestly, just being on the road, being a background guitar player or whatever. Um, but I just felt this, this, this overwhelming thing of there's something, there's something else. There's some, there's a bigger calling from, for my, for what I want to do, you know? Um, there's been this overall knowing in you from a really young age. Like you've just instinctively knew you were pulled towards that guitar on the wall and you knew you needed to go pick it up. You were able to hear that audible voice that told you that you were going to move to Nashville and, and you knew it was correct. It seems like you found a flow that is so in line with the truth of you, which is so in line with God, that you were opening yourself up to this new level of knowing and divine intelligence. Like, how amazing is that? And it sounds like for you that you have like almost like this clear audience where you're able to hear these messages when you're in the flow. You know, like I, I hear a lot of musicians actually have clear audience, which helps them to to write and to hear music. But that voice, like that intuition, that's the God voice. Yep. And seeing how you use that and trust that knowing enough to walk up to someone that you feel like you need to talk to is a way of living your your passion really intentionally. And you did meet resistance. Like when you came to Nashville, you felt like you had to fit in a box. Yep. You know, but you were able to come back to yourself and say, no, this is why I came here. This is what I came to do and I'm going to do it. And, and that hasn't led you astray at all. 100%. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I came, I came into this story with Forrest, um, cause we were signed to the same publishing company and Forrest, I had such a blast watching your career blossom and getting to know you. Like, I think your songs are so honest and interesting. I just love your talent. Um, and, and I love how intentional you are, you know, because before you came to that company, you had their name taped on your mirror in your bathroom because you mm -hmm. knew that you wanted to be signed there. Right. So, you know, I, I first became aware of the law of attraction um, early on in my career. And I look at the law of attraction, like the law of gravity or like the Holy spirit, that gut intuition. Like exactly. if you believe that there is, uh, heaven, you believe there's a hell. If you believe there's angels, there's demons. There's the, I believe there's a law that if you focus on these things and you bring them to the, the front of your mind and, and really as just like we would take a shower or brush our teeth every day, give yourself a cleansing of what's important. 
these things will become reality in your life. And um, I, I was taught that by several people along my journey. The first person that it told me to do this was Bonnie Baker. And she uh, was in the middle of helping me get my songs organized to be pitched to labels or pitched to publishing companies rather. And um, whenever I got them prepared, I met with a couple of companies. She says, now, whenever you go in these meetings, you're going to have a feeling on which ones stand out to you or what, which ones you feel like that would, would, would work for you. So when you decide that, I want you to print it out their logo and hang it on your mirror. So that's what I did. I printed it out, I hung it on my mirror, and I stared at it for months. It was the Black River logo at the time. Um, I think it said Black River Music Group. It was back wow, in those yeah. days. So like, um, yeah, it was like the early, early days. And But I, I it would, took me months and months But um, before I had like, I had an early meeting with them. They'd heard some demos, but I hadn't heard anything. It went cold like it sometimes does until I went out to the listening room cafe, which was in coming stations at one time to be seen another one of those guts intuition thing. Cause it was a black river sponsored round. Josh Osborne was playing. There's a couple of other people playing that evening. And I, I had this feeling of you got to be there. And so I showed up there just to be in the crowd, pay my little $5 or whatever it was a lot at the time to get there, you know, uh, to get in there, but it wasn't a lot to be seen in front of who, of what happened because I wasn't there 15 minutes to see you Broly walked up and said, Forrest, I'm so glad to see you here. We've been playing your songs around the office. We love what you do. How about you come in next Tuesday and let's talk about, you know, a deal or whatever. Um, and I was just blown away because it was almost like I felt in a way that I attracted that moment even like, because I was like, I just had this confidence. Well, I'm going to show up there and they're going to see me and they're going to say something. I just know it, you know, and it kind of happened that way. And you know, not that it always happens that way, but down to my, literally down to the house that I live in, the car that I drive, the dog that I feed, the, the, like my son, my, my wife's vehicle, all this stuff lives on a vision board. My hit songs that I've, I've achieved over a short career of meaning like I've only been doing it professionally, I would say about seven years. So uh, around that time, you know, I've been in Nashville about 10, 11 years, but around that time, the more focused I was on literally believing and receiving it and making myself feel like it was already happening before it was, before Kelsey's song was even rising on the chart. I just had this knowing of just like, well, it's, it's going to work. This is going to be a hit. I, I mean, it's just too good. It's just too. And I feel like even if I, I, I have had these feelings and I've been let down on other projects or in other situations, but it's gone to show me, that I would rather stack my odds against something working than carrying myself in a way of like, oh, I don't know. It may work or it may not. I mean, you know, the way this town is and, you know, I mean, it's a different energy you're putting towards the work. So like I'm trying to get more in line with doing things I'm passionate about because everything that I've worked on that I've been passionate about has amounted to, to something influential in my life, whether that means it pays my bills or not it's got me that meeting. It's got me that relationship. It's got me to that next level of my career that I otherwise wouldn't have had, had I been kind of just doing what Nashville wants you to do. Sometimes I feel like you have to just step back a minute and say, but what am I really passionate about? You know? Um, and so staying in tune with that is hard. And especially whenever, you know, you're in the music business, it is a business and people have different expectations on what your time should be like to deliver in a business. But at the same time is 
if you can align a business with your passion, I think that's what we're all put on this earth to do. And I think that's what you're doing, you know? Gosh, I have, I thank you. But I have so many questions right now. Uh, like yeah. everything you just said. Okay. I'll shut was, no, everything was yeah. so inspiring. Um, uh oh, I think we cut out for a second. Um, are you there? Okay, yes, you are. Perfect. Um, I, I have so many questions. Everything you said was was so inspiring. You know, you. First of all, I, the, the first word that comes to my mind in in hearing what you're saying is intention and you know, really having an intention behind everything you do rather than going around saying, oh, I, I need to do this. I need to do this as a chore to check off some of those those boxes of everything you should do to be a successful musician or whatever. You know, having an intention, a want, a desire for why you're doing those things because it, it puts a different energy towards that. When you have a different energy towards that, you you attract people. Um, just, just because, you know, because people want to be a part of that. Um, I think it's so interesting though. And, and what I want to ask you about is how to find that energy before it actually is, is there. So, so, you know, you, you talk about the law of attraction. You talk about how you knew that love me like you mean it. Kelsey's hit was going to be big. Like, you intended for that, obviously, by writing the song, making it good, showing up. That was all the intention. But to actually know that it was going to do that and believe that. And I think that's the hardest part when you think of law of attraction is actually um, just believing it and, and really releasing it out there. And, and how can you tell us that process? Because I'm yeah. still learning that myself. Okay. Well, look, there is a book by Bob Doyle. Um, and I came upon that book by being on the road in the music business. And there was a girl, uh, Deb Doyle, who I met on the road. She was selling t-shirts at the time for an artist. And then she eventually came on to uh, uh, work like a manager role. But her dad wrote this book on the law of attraction. And uh, we just got to talking about it. And I read it and it talks about, he, he just, he goes into kind of just debunking a bunch of the the woo-woo type stuff of it that is just making it more of, look, this is just, it's always working. It's always happening, whether you know it or not. It's just people, some people utilize it. Some people are in tune with it. Some people have success without even being aware of it. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like it comes down to this one thing. There's a difference between longing for something to happen and feeling as if it already has. So, if you're broke and, and, and you just are so craving to have $100,000 in your bank account, and that's so important to you, what I would suggest doing is literally print out a page of, uh, of your bank statement, change those numbers, hang it on your vision board, make a plan to get there because we all need a Seeing plan. Seeing it actually like that. Yeah. Seeing, Seeing it. the numbers. Letting, letting the emotions take over. That same way I did, you know, I printed out billboard number one, scratch out the top song, put my name up there, put Kelsey's name up there. Love me like you mean it, you know, months and months, even before it was released and just kind of did the daily brainwash of this is going to happen. This I, I believe in this because there is a true plan of effort. It's not like you can just put it up there and then just think about it. It's like it takes the plan of action and the in-between. The, the, it's the little wins that we have that keep us going to keep us believing, you know? 
I love that. And that all goes back to, you know, the whole love freak thing. The, the, the reason I've named this the love freak is because everything is frequency. From our, the thoughts we think to the emotions we feel, everything is, is energy. And when you can connect to that and you can, you can control your emotions in a way to where it might not happen yet, but you're feeling it, you are sending out that energy to where you're bringing it back in. You know yep. what I mean? Um, so it, it really is just kind of mastering energy in a sense. And, you know, frequency is affecting us all the time. I love what you said. You know, it, it's affecting you whether you believe it or not uh, or see it or feel it or not. Like, you know, low energies of, of, of fear and doubt and, and all that stuff are affecting our physical body every day, oh you know, gosh. causing health issues. Um, so wh why isn't it the same? Why couldn't the same be true with with higher frequencies and higher energies like, the, you know, love itself? So and, and that is God. You know, it's really it just is. becoming a, a co-creator with God being not just being in tune and being of that. Yes. You say co-creators with God. I, I, I say that so much co-creators between the law of attraction, God's plan for your life and you stepping out, believing it is going to come true. Not knowing we don't know, but believing there's a difference in like not knowing how it's going to come to pass, but still believing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you know, I think to be able to be in that, in that flow, I think we have to have like this conscious, um, effort to be aware of, of, of what we need to heal to, to kind of get past some of those blocks to find that flow. We are living in a lot of fear. We are living in a lot of self-doubt and there's reasons for that based off of the choices that we're making every day from the programs we developed, you know, from our family, all these systems that are in place, we're constantly around, um, you know, people telling us what we should believe, what we shouldn't believe, whatever, and just really coming back into who we are truthfully with all of these false beliefs kind of out of our mind and realigning with that source energy. And that just all comes back to our knowing. Um, and I, I think that is so incredibly powerful and something I'm still learning to do this very day because, you know, I, I have a hard time trusting myself and you have to have that level of trust to be able to believe that's going to happen. Um, so anyway, I, I think what you're saying is amazing and it's led you to what you're doing now, which is the music city playbook. And tell us a little bit about that. Like what, what's going on with all that? Well, kind of, I, 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 I'm trying to think of how to organize this because there's a lot of things that are important. I was kind of feeling frustrated musically career wise over the last two or three years, just in a very odd space of I'm wanting to continue this career, but uh, there was a lot of changes between on the publishing end and on the, on the, I guess the things that come along with the music business that always have to throw you off your footing or try to, it was good for me to be in tune with who's really in my corner. What really makes me happy? What does my calendar need to be filled with rather than feeling like 
I'm just doing the rights or just trying to do like what we say, just doing the Nashville hamster wheel thing of I'm a songwriter. So I'm going to write five days a week and I'm trying to get in these camps. And that's what I do. Like you kind of, or at least I kind of subscribe to that kind of version of, of a career in Nashville where I'm going to just kind of partner with a publisher, trust that whatever thing opportunities come through this um, I'm going to work on. So through that frustration and feeling unfulfilled, even after having success, success that is, that has enabled a lot of opportunity in my life, still feeling unfulfilled. I started buying online courses and those courses were Amazon drop shipping based talking about buying an, an online uh, database as far as like buying if like literally baby bum carrier was one of my ideas. I wasn't going through with it, but it would be like, you know, um, uh, just a, a baby carrier that has its own brand, its own name. You contact a supplier. All this is important. So I'm, I'm learning about this. I'm studying. I paid money to learn about how to build a brand, how to market this product, how to drive traffic to it. And then literally I'm about two months into this course and I'm up one night and just had, I feel like the same moment that told me to go to Nashville, it was another God moment like that. I opened, I flipped to the back of my journal and I wrote down, it was this as effortless as, as, ever, as anything has ever been. It was like Music City Playbook, build an online following, give away your gift, um, help, help people in the way you wished you were helped when you arrived. Like just all these ideas of like, and I'd written in this notebook, it was called Amazing Selling Machine, the title of the notebook that I wrote, because that was the name of the course I was taking. And through me kind of brainwashing myself, learning how to do a different business, I took those principles and then was inspired by a completely different thing of taking everything that I'm passionate about musically, but applying everything um, from on the online situation of being able to have followers that believe in uh, like-minded content and giving away value and having a consistent place where people can find information on, on people that they trust. So it kind of just sparked this whole thought of if you really want to take an online business to the next level, you have to give away your gift of what you're doing now. I can't go sell baby carriers or sunshades or water bottles, even though I could, what I'm really passionate about is music. So how can I give that away? And so the moment I applied that, amazing things started to happen for me. And two weeks, uh, two weeks into the idea, I mean, I, I, it just took on a whole new life. I mean, it turned into just wanting to do some interviews that were, was going to turn into an ebook that's turned into these behind the scenes. Uh, documentary type things that, you know, are just highlighting my friends and my peers in the music industry that are amazing, that I feel like a lot of people would want that inside look. Like I wanted that inside look 10 years ago before I started out in this town. I had no idea how it worked, what people did, how they wrote songs. I mean, so everything is available now on YouTube and online. You can, and I learned how to mix and I learned how to produce mostly online. I learned how to like get books and like read self-help stuff online. So my life has changed because 
of online, my access to online. And I made a joke earlier in this. I said, I never had an email address before I moved here. And I think I may have had a school address, but I grew up way out in the woods where we didn't have cable. We didn't have caller ID. We didn't have internet. That was what it was like when I grew up. So when I moved to town and I have this library of information to learn about production, to learn about, you know, audio recording. And, and, and I was just consumed it like, a weird dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's all I did. All I did was stay home and read and watch videos and, and, and learn about this stuff. All that to say, I want to give back to the next generation of people in that same way that it affected my life. Cause I know without internet access, without me looking, see, seeking out this information, this inspiration, reading these books, reading all this stuff, how can I gather all that stuff and inject it into a, a website, a platform that creatives can come to be inspired, learn from professionals, uh, have great advice from professionals and guidance where they don't feel like they have to go spend $70,000 out of school that promises them a music degree or a career or yeah, all these things that like sure. people will put a lot of merit in those things. And I'm not saying school is bad for everybody. School was, was bad for me because I didn't want to listen. I wanted to go out and do it myself. And I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with that. So it's like, do it mm -hmm. for, for me to come at music city playbook on an educational stance i want it to feel not like school but just like you're learning from your friends like hey dude come in check this out this is how i'm doing it you know and you do that so well i mean you you just have such a great energy about it and i i know that i'm excited about it i can see so many other people in the industry that are excited about it and are sharing your content and what I love about it is it all goes back to the whole energetic thing of like you're you connected to your flow. You didn't succumb to the fact like, oh, well, I have to go do this, you know, go sell insurance or whatever to 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 make money. You know, like I, I want to find something that I'm like really passionate about. Nothing wrong with selling insurance. That's just not where your passion is. You want to do music and and because you followed that flow um and you connected to that 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 good energy that love it's it's filling you up so much that you can't help but share it and i think that is what this whole thing is is all about you know and obviously there's no direct you know you, you give you give so many so much great information of of how to kind of navigate through nashville but you know it, it it's so helpful but everybody has a different path right like do you feel like you're trying you're do you feel like you see or have experienced a lot of different ways to success or do you see kind of in nashville that there's there's kind of one way well there's never one way for anything I feel like. And so part of it being music city playbook, it's so important to me to be so inclusive of everybody that is better than me or that is different than me to be a part of this. And so if there are any questions that I get that I don't know how to answer, I'm calling somebody that I know that does or that, that I, I'm interviewing people like literally one of the publisher videos about why you would need a publishing deal um I, I called a publisher that I'm, I'm i'm very familiar with in town and did an interview and just took notes of what why he felt like you know what makes a great publisher and so i'm i'm, I'm going all this stuff is not like you know what forrest thinks about the music business.com it's 
Music City playbook to where it's getting the opinion of a lot of different success stories. And so hopefully by the time it's an ebook, by the time it's a blog, by the time it's all these accessible things, if you don't relate to my story, maybe you relate to my friends or maybe you relate to somebody else that I bring in and can you can find a piece of your story in theirs. And because there is no one way, right way. I mean, especially with the, the way of the internet nowadays, I mean, as we know, whether it be a Justin Bieber or Kane Brown or, or whoever, people are setting careers on fire just because of the access mm. of what we're doing right now. So the, the thought that you need to go to LA and get the traditional deal, need to go to New York, Nashville and get the traditional deal, that's kind of out the window. What you need to find is professional people around you to help you. And those people don't necessarily have to be tied up with a professional name. Sure. Oh, I love that. That's so great. You are so incredible at creating intentionally and, and uh, giving, you know, encouraging people to kind of following their own path. And, and you are such an example of what happens when, when you do and you, and you trust that knowing. Um, you inspire me so much. Um, I know we've kind of talked about, you know, my journey and, and kind of, I definitely haven't had the success that you have had, but um, I do know what it's like to want to do something more with my gift and, and, and moving to LA was a part of that for me and really starting to uncover the, the depth of my, uh, my creativity and um, what you offer allows people to do that same thing. And so I, I can't thank you enough for sharing your knowledge and your time. And it, it's, this is like, such valuable information so thank you so much for doing this for us oh my gosh yeah and you know i, I don't want to go through this interview or the whole way and end it without people knowing like we go back to where we were writing songs you knew me before i even really incorporated production in the things that i was doing i was just a songwriter at black river and um we had a bunch of fun just just laughing more than we did writing sometimes you know and i feel like being in tune with a great community of people that you can create with freely helps so much more than feeling like you're under the pressure of not delivering, uh, not delivering at a certain level. Uh, I feel like when you're getting started in any endeavor, you need those people around you to support you and say, yes, this is cool. We're having a good time. This is a good idea. And even if it's not a song that monetizes, like I said, it's still a song that gets you to the next one, gets you to the next meeting, the next co-write, whatever it is. Um, so, Look, I, I, I believe and I've always thought your career is going to be huge. And, and, and this is whether it be music, whether it be online, whether it be a mixture between the two, there is just a huge, massive gift waiting for you because of the way you're creating intentionally and following your passion. Um, you know, you've inspired me on a musical level, songs that you wrote um, with Josh Osborne and stuff. A Fall Like Rain. Oh, my God. Like, look, there's there's a, there's a lot of um, things that we've learned along the way, I feel like together through uh, our time at, at that publishing company and you leaving and going to LA, you've experienced things in your life and you carry a different merit that I can't understand, you know, because of things that you've been through. So through this new venture, through your new blog, your website, you're going to be able to help people because of the experience that you've had that, like I said, I, I think it's amazing. I'm so infatuated with LA and just being able to create there and be a part of that. Just a little bit that I've had has been inspiring. So I don't know. I, I, I'm just as proud as you. Um, and, and I just, I feel like 
if we continue doing what our heart tells us to do, as cheesy as that sounds, there's no way that can be bad. Because the way I look at it, like if I woke up dead tomorrow morning, I'd be so happy with the way I spent today, with the way, with the message that we've talked about today, you know? Um, so like, that's just where I'm at lately. I just want to be able to always create intentionally and inspire people, you know? Well, you do a great job. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us. Make sure you guys go follow music city playbook. Um, he's got incredible insight and is just an amazing human being Forrest, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the love freak podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe. You can also follow me on Instagram at the love freak underscore. Don't forget that's F-R-E-Q. Or to find out more information, you can go to www.thelovefreak.me. Look for a new episode every Tuesday.